When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Guardians, and welcome to the Destiny Show podcast. Tonight on the show, we welcome a community builder, teacher, clan founder of Clan Truth, and one of the biggest Destiny fans, Witty. Welcome on the show. So great to have you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate the opportunity to be on tonight. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. And now for anyone who does not know Witty, Witty started Clan Truth back in 2017, and it has grown to become one of the biggest clans in Destiny 2 with seven full clan rosters, over 700 members, and 1,400 members in the community. Uh, Clan Truth is known to give back to the community and makes the community a better place through helps and through uh, friendship. And they do some really awesome stuff. And we're so excited to welcome its founder on the show tonight. Woody, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you. I'm I'm having one of those, you know, but but you have heard of me moments because I feel like if the, if people have heard of me, they're probably tuning in or coming over from uh, from our clan discord right now. Or, you know, maybe they've seen some random shit post that I posted on Twitter. But yeah, uh, I, I think fairly, fairly confident that I'm one of the uh, very unknown people in this community for sure. Well, we've definitely known you for quite some time, and I know we, we've talked quite a few times uh, when I was launching our clan, and I was like, uh-oh, what do we do? And, and Witty was so awesome and helpful, and he truly built an amazing place in the Destiny community that we are so uh, excited to share with you all tonight. And Guardians, tonight on the Destiny Show, we'll discuss the massive mid-season update We'll invite Witty on the hot seat for our discussion with the Guardians. We're going to dive into the latest news from Bungie and so much more. Uh, But Guardians, before we kick things off, we do want to uh, share some sad news and send over uh, a bit of condolences uh, to the family of Sylvian uh, Lamery, who played the um, awesome Saint-14 he uh, was the French voice actor of Saint 14, and he sadly passed away. Uh, we're really saddened by his passing, and we are grateful for his impact on this community and all that he has done. And uh, 
We send our condolences to his family, friends, and the entire community. Yeah, that's truly sad. Bad, bad times. Very much so. Always, a, always a you know a rough moment when you lose somebody. To, to hear yeah. about uh, a passing, especially someone who uh, played such an important role in this game. So, um, thank you for all you've done. Thank you, and we're so uh, sad by his loss, and we send our deepest condolences to his entire family. And Shadow Price uh, also did something just a little bit ago. And Shadow Price, do you want to share what happened? right before the podcast. Yeah, I figured I'd, I'd jump in and try trials uh, today because I, I'm okay. always game for trials. Like, right. and how'd, it go? how'd it go in trials? Uh, the first few cards, I mean, I went, I got to four wins the first time and then I had a hard time getting to one or two. And then all of a sudden I was like, all right, I'm just gonna really like, I'm gonna go out with my auto rifle. And apparently auto rifles are like king in there right now. <laughs> and I, um, I went flawless. I got I got my flawless, got my adept unwavering duty right before we uh I got on the podcast here. So yeah, got my got right my on flawless time. already done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just in time. Very cool. And how was it tonight on uh in trials? It was <laughs> tell you the truth, it wasn't too bad. I like the the first, the five and six and seven games, usually super sweaty. They were really easy. I don't know. The matchmaking has like kind of flipped up on its head, I feel like. And it doesn't take the card into account at all. So it doesn't matter that it's the seventh game. You could get, you know, total sweats or just complete potatoes. And I got potatoes. <laughs> and uh, oh, wow. I'm, th I'm thankful for that. So, yeah. So you got um, really lucky. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Well, and, and how was that last match? We at first we won the first four rounds and then they won two and I was starting to get a little nervous after they won the two. But then we just shut it down after that. You know, and we just like we pretty much ended it. And it was uh yeah, it was a it was a, a happy moment. Well, big congrats on that. I know you, you haven't been flawless in quite a bit, so congratulations. I didn't go and at all last season, and I was really trying, and then it's just like, you know, I was really trying every week to get better at the game, and, you know, so, yeah, it's uh, it's good. It's a little feather in the cap and, uh, you know, allows me to push forward, and, you know, so... Very cool. And now, Witty, I'm curious, are you a Trials player? Uh, not really. Uh, back in okay. D1, I think I was much more of a Trials player. Uh, I was definitely, okay. uh, you know, trying to go flawless every week and felt like I was more successful in D1. And then when D2 came around, I just didn't feel, I think the uh, the learning curve had passed me. So I've gone flawless a handful of times, but not nearly as, as much success in D2 as I had in D1. Definitely more of the PvP, PvE main, not the PvP main. That's that's understandable. I'm I'm with you there. I'm with you there. I'm not really that much of a PvP player, although I, I've had my moments. But I'm mostly a PvE player myself. And now, as a PvE player, I'm, I'm curious, we're going to dive into a lot of things here because I I'm curious how you got your start. You got your origin. So let's kick things off by inviting you for our discussion with the Guardians. Witty, I hope you're ready. Uh, definitely. Let's do it. 
All right. So the first question we have for you is how did you get your start in Destiny? When was that first day of Destiny for you? For me, it goes back to the uh, Destiny 1 beta. I was a big Halo player, Halo 2 and Halo 3, um, fairly competitive. Uh, one of my very good friends from high school, you know, used to play in MLG tournaments. He was really good, a lot better than I ever was. So I would, you know, play in scrims with him and his friends when they and, you know, the guys that he played with when they needed people. And then a buddy texted me, uh, hey, it was like, hey, Bungie's got this new game coming out and you should check it out. I'm like, all right, Bungie game. I could get down with that. And I started diving in all the way back at the, the D1 beta. Very beta cool. boys, beta boys. <laughs> now, I'm curious, how'd you get into the beta? I don't think I ever played a game like Destiny before, ever, <laughs> like in my entire life, besides like the shooting aspect of it. So that first time, kind of like when you get resurrected and you're and you're going through the Cosmodrome and it just like all of the the space magic story and just this, you know, giant, you know, this giant ball floating in the sky and the sci fi of it all. Like it was, I you know, I've done MMORPGs and I've done FPS, but never anything quite like Destiny. So it was. It was like I, you know, and the beta gave so much that D1 beta had so much in it. Like it, it felt like if this is what you're giving, where you're giving people just during this beta to try out, like what's this whole game going to be like? And I was excited. Yeah. And they like opened the moon up like on like weekend or something, I think. Right. It's <laughs> yeah. like you had the Cosmodrome to run around and then they opened the moon like like the last day, I think, of that uh, beta, if I'm not mistaken. Wasn't that like half the game? <laughs> About yeah, it was, it was. It was. It was a good amount. It was like it was yeah. like all the way up to like where you find the the shard of the traveler on the moon. I think you got you could yeah. do all the way up to that mission, and it was like mm -hmm. that was a lot of game. Like at the time, I had no idea that that was like a good like you know thirty you to fifty to do, percent of the story. <laughs> I think one of the strikes. I think it was Sepix Prime, if I'm not mistaken. I think that was the yeah. strike we got to do. Oh God. Yeah, wasn't Fogoth? Was it Fogoth? I mean, yeah, I, it, it, Fogoth. It, it, I remember the very first, uh, well, the first strike that we did was the um, Sepix. Yeah, Sepix. The second one was Fogoth. Fogoth was the first one on the moon. And I vividly right. remember that one because it took us probably maybe like two and a half hours. Like I thought it was a raid or something. It was really, <laughs> really intense. We were very blueberry at that time. I think we were using the cost off 7G or something like it, really. Um, and it, we were it was using rough. white and green weapons for sure. <laughs> yes, it, it was a tough time to be a guardian, but you know we did it, and that was quite an introduction into the world of Destiny. And I'm sure I don't speak only for myself, but like we were hooked. It was such an awesome experience, mm -hmm. and unlike anything else that we've ever played before definitely and, felt that way you know, so witty i'm curious you've been here since the very beginning uh but before we talk about more of your experience in the in destiny i'm curious how did clan truth come about i know that it started in 2017 what is the origin story of clan truth so the the origin goes back to actually goes back to d1 uh, to the, uh, I'll, I'll really age myself here. Uh, I was looking for a, 
I was looking to do to do, I was looking for Galhorn <laughs> and uh went on the old destiny lfg.net website trying to just, you know, do checkpoints every week and didn't really have a consistent raid team during during Crota's end. And I, I see a post, you know, for Xbox team looking for one person. So I jump in. They're like, yeah, they're like, you know, very nice, very nice people. All of a sudden it's like, all right, yeah, you just, you know, I'm like, I don't have Galahorn. Like, I'm still chasing. They're like, oh, it's fine. Just, you know, you stand here, kill some ads and and, you know, help us do DPS. And it was like the absolute at that time, like the absolute smoothest run of crota i had had up to that point where i was like holy hell like these guys are good like these guys know what they're doing nobody's you know nobody's yelling at each other this was this was absolutely amazing i'm like i'm adding all of you guys right now and they're like yeah that's cool and over over time like the group of us just kept playing together playing together playing together and then when uh destiny 2 was set to come out they did that whole you know the stage show and the showcase and they were talking about you know they were going to have what clans were going to be like in destiny 2 they kind of you know led us to believe it was going to be this you know this big thing like you're definitely going to want to have you know a clan and people to play with we were like well we need to start we need to start a clan and that's where our first uh roster was born that was the corrupted truth was out of all of that so that was my raid group and a uh a friend from home his raid his you know guys that he raided with and then that was what ended up being our you know, initial start into Clan Truth. That is really cool. What would be what would become Clan Truth? <laughs> you know, I didn't realize that you all started from just playing raids together and just two groups of friends, and that that's so cool that you were able to build something so um, impactful from that one experience. That's really really cool. Now it did unfortunately there was some ups and downs at that point right when when Destiny 2 I think I think a lot of people can relate when Destiny 2 came out it didn't kind of have the same wow factor that Destiny 1 did that first year so I think a lot of us we kind of we kind of stopped playing around Curse of Osiris to the point where you know I was trying out other games I was trying I was playing The Division and I was playing Fortnite and all of these we, other things we dabbled into The Division too I think at that point for a mm -hmm. little bit yeah yeah. There was there was just a lot of stuff where it was like, oh, I'll try something else. And then when Warmind came back out, we were like, OK, like War this looks good. It looks like they're fixing a lot of stuff. We're going to we're going to dive right back in this. And this is a as a as a, you know, a community leader. I think you guys will appreciate appreciate the where this story ends up going. So we come back during Warmind and there was still that another, my other that uh, the other group of people that, you know, never really quit. And when we came back, we were like, all right, the clan roster's dead. There's like. We had 100 people in, in the clan. We had 100 people in Discord. Um, we were down to like maybe 30 people that had played in like the last like four or five months. So it was it was essentially dead. And we were, you know, 12 of those people. So we're like, all right, we got to start over from the ground up. Got to recruit people back in, get people in, you know, try and try and figure this out again. And then I just kind of out of nowhere, it just it just started growing. Like, I, I don't really have an explanation for it other than, you know, we we put together this, you know, simple discord. We had our, uh, you know, little basic setups with, with LFG channels. There's, you know, still didn't have crossplay, So we were only Xbox people at the time. And we went from, you know, one full clan roster to, Hey, we need to start a second one. And then we had a second full clan roster. And then we had to start a third one, uh, right up until about forsaken hit. Uh, we had a, 
uh, I guess you could call it a a falling out between two different admin groups that had kind of festered right before Forsaken hit. We had, you know, two different groups of people that wanted to go two different directions with everything. Um, you know, myself and the people that I play with, we wanted to keep building. Like we wanted to make this big, you know, community, this, you know, just keep going with what we had. We have three three clan rosters filled up in a, you know, in in a year. We wanted to keep going with that. And another group that wanted to turn it into more of a, you know, top 1%, you know, very elite group of PvE and trials players and have that be the focus of the clan. So we were we were talking a little bit before about you got to trust, you know, you got to, you know, it, it helps to find good people when you're, you know, to be your mods and your admins. And we got to a day where, you know, things kind of hit the fan. And one of those guys that, you know, was an admin that we kind of started it with uh, decided to kick out half of our server from the discord. Right about maybe a week after Last Wish came out. Oh, man. That must have been pretty uh, rough for you as a founder of this clan, having was, such a loss. It was a it was a it was a rough couple of days, but you know I'm thankful for the the people that we had that stuck it that stuck it out with us that were like you know that were kind of on our side of continuing to want to build everything and uh, build it up to what we kind of saw this community could be and we were we spent days just like going through the clan rosters messaging anybody that wasn't in discord anymore trying to explain what happened inviting them back in and just trying to make it so that you know we could kind of get back to you know you know get back on track with what we were trying to do and since then that was you know right at, right around forsaken so 2018 and you know Almost five years later, where we're at, we're at now. You know, seven seven rosters. You know, a a very active and you know very fun, albeit sarcastic. You know, full uh, sarcastic Discord, and here we are today. Love that. Well, it's uh, awesome how you persevered and you didn't let one setback discourage you, and you were able to pretty much play damage control and get the group back together and build it even bigger and stronger. And sometimes that's the type of leadership that you need in order to bring something to life so ambitious. And you all are absolutely crushing it with your clan. And, and definitely it's, uh, it's been inspiring to see you all grow into this amazing community and clan. So congratulations on that. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M 
Noom.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I appreciate it. It's. I'm curious of all the things that you've achieved in the game. You've been here since beta. You've been here since the very beginning. You remember the kindergarten or the Christmas (laughs) news. You remember not, not the year two Christmas news or the year seven, but the OGs. So I'm curious of all the things that you've achieved, what would you consider to be your proudest moment in the game? Um, well, outside of what we've kind of outside of everything we've kind of done, you know, here, obviously in the game, um, you know, one of the more recent ones was I finally, it, along with as many, many, many others in the community, uh, conquered the first my first contest mode clear with Root of Nightmare. So that was a that was a very fulfilling moment and experience because our our raid team had kind of stalled at. On ta- you know, with, with Tanix, that was kind of the first one we really tried for um, with Deepstone Crypt. We kind of got stalled and uh, we stalled at Tanix and ran out, you know, ran out, ran out of the 24 hours. We, you know, doing Rulk, um, we also got to Rulk and stalled right before the end of it. And it felt, you know, very, it was very, it felt very nice to just basically be like, OK, we did it. Like, this feels good. I can say I did it once now. Absolutely. And now, how was that experience like for you? Like, what were some challenges that you had to overcome during that period? Work. <laughs> so I couldn't do it on, I couldn't actually do it on day one because of work, unfortunately. But it was, uh, it worked out where I think that Saturday, the, the 48 hour change, I think, was was a very nice change. Keeping it open for 48 yeah. hours through the weekend uh, this time was very, very. I feel like very player friendly. Um, so I jumped into not my normal raid group, but with um, one of our admins is uh, St. Kabir, who's the host of the uh, Massive Breakdowns podcast versus enemy enemies podcast. So he was in the same boat I was where he had to work on Monday and we were like, or on a, on Friday and we were like, yeah, Saturday, like I'm definitely, definitely down to run it with you. So doing it with not my normal raid team, but people that, you know, had consistently done day ones in the past was definitely nice as well, but just kind of getting used to, all right, like we're, you know, there's no ifs or maybes like we're doing this, we're getting this done. So kind of getting in that mental mindset of like, I know I can do this. I know we're going to do this. We just have to, push through all the pitfalls to actually get it done now. And how long did that take for you guys to finish? I think from the time we started, it was probably, we went at it for about six consistent hours and then uh, like a quick break for, you know, food and stuff like that. And then I think after that, we got it within like the next hour. So maybe about seven, eight hours total once we actually jumped into it. Oh, wow. 
Not too shabby. Now, did you take breaks? Ooh, I didn't catch that. Uh, just just a, a quick little, you know, little odds and ends here and there, but mostly just uh, mostly just kind of push through. It didn't feel like it was too terrible of a challenge. I think we got uh, I think we got up to Nezarak with maybe like within maybe like three hours, three, three, three or four hours or so. And then that was kind of where we were just figuring out the strategy, you know, how to do the running, how to use the refuge, all that stuff. Yeah, no, absolutely. We, you know, we, we tried to do the last raid and I think we got to the second boss encounter. We didn't finish it. We were yeah, we got to the, um, yeah, the jump, uh, with Sisian, Sisian, Sisian. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. That thing. It's hard to pronounce it. Yeah. We got to there and I mean, no, we finished actually that we finished that and got to the planets. Um, I think. Well, I was, was, uh, so I was, um, I was going through some weird stuff, man. I was trying to get groups in and I was essentially playing concierge because I thought we're just going to get like four or five groups together because, you know, building a community, right? So like I was pretty much getting groups for day one raids, filling six groups. And uh, one of the groups was our group. So while I was trying to play the raid, I was also getting more people into the group for for that. It was it was interesting for sure. Definitely some lessons learned. But I I think we had like four four groups, right, Shadow? Yeah, something. Yeah, we had about three or four groups. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. So that was a interesting experience. Although we we didn't finish. We did get our um, week one clear, so uh, we are able to get the raid jacket. Now, Very I'm, nice. I'm curious, um, are you getting the raid jacket for Root of Nightmares? Uh, I'm picking it up. I'm not a raid jacket person. I've definitely um, spent more than my fair share of funds at the Bungie store uh, over the years, but the raid jackets have just never been something where I've been like, I'm going to get a lot of use out of it. I do live in the Northeast. like I live in New Jersey, so I could use it in the winter but i'm very much more of a okay. give me give me a sweatshirt that i can just pile clothes underneath and i'm good very cool and I, I, i'm actually i'm from new york so i'm not too i'm not too uh foreign to uh new jersey i actually have quite a few friends still in jersey so uh really cool that you uh you're out there now do you travel to the city at all um fairly I don't know about I don't know what can I don't know if I would say consistently, but one of the things my my wife and I do enjoy doing when we can is uh, going to see shows on Broadway. That's like our every year for Valentine's Day. That's a that's a definite trip um, that we'll do. We'll go see a sh- we'll go to dinner. We'll go see a show. We have our our you know usual spots that we love to go to. You know, for you know to grab dinner, to grab drinks, trying different places out, and then every year it's always go see a new show. Uh, you know, I'm only I'm ve- it's it. I like wh- I like where I live, despite the property taxes, because I'm very close to I'm very close to being very close to New York City. I think my wife just got home. So the dogs are starting to take notice <laughs> a little bit. Great. Sorry about that. <laughs> no worries at all. You no, know, it's funny. You were talking about doing uh, all of those trying to organize all the groups. One of the th- I've been in that boat before. One of the things that we actually try- started implementing was now um being able to 
I just make a Google form with some pre-made questions now, and we post the spreadsheet in our Discord so people can view and say, oh, this person can, you know, you know, practice when I want to. They just want to do it for fun. They just want they want to go for the day one clear. So all that's kind of set up now where if people need to LFG, they're able to do, kind of do so. And I, I don't have I can just sit back and relax. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. And we, I think we do something similar now. We, we've definitely adjusted our process with how we get groups together. Before, it was like me using a Notion doc. It was not, <laughs> man, it was not manageable. And I learned that really quickly. Um, but, you know, it's definitely something that you learn as you go in terms of optimizing your process and making sure that people are able to um, have fun and, and, you know, uh, stay organized and have an experience that they can all enjoy in destiny. So I think that's really important. It's really cool that you all are fostering that space for, for guardians. Yeah, I think I would have to go back and find the exact number, but I think it was for vow of the disciple. I think we had 13 or 14 teams that tried it on that went for the day one clear. Oh, wow. I think with, I think with, yeah, it was it was a lot, and it was largely due to just like people that had never tried it and seen other people have success. Were like, oh, I definitely wanna, I definitely wanna do this now. And I think with Root of Nightmares, we ended up having, uh, you know, with, with the higher number of clears, I think we ended up getting, I think there were seven or eight different groups of people that that got a day one clear that day. That's really cool. And uh, now, Witty. Side note, what do you do when you're not playing Destiny or managing your clan? That's a lot of stuff. Um, this is actually, this is the busy, busiest time of year, I think, for me. So I, I am a, I am a high school teacher in New Jersey. I've been a high school science teacher for 11 years, I think, now. And then I also coach high school baseball in the spring. So spring is usually when I'm the absolute busiest and don't have any extra any extra free time so i was glad i was able to come on tonight and this uh this worked out where i was not busy tonight on a friday so teachings the teachings my my regular day job during the summers i'll we like to travel and then i work for a uh an upward bound program in newark which if you're from new york you know uh how uh you know the you know newark's a pretty urban area and what I work, the program I work for is basically a college prep program that helps to get, you know, a group of kids from Newark, about 30, 40 kids every single um, in each grade from middle school up, uh, you know, doing uh, college application process, standardized test prep, um, you know, basically helping kind of fill in the gaps that might have been lost during the school year. That's pretty awesome. That's really cool. And then outside of that, um, I do love to golf. That is definitely my my version of touching grass. And there's usually a <laughs> lot of awesome. it. <laughs> yeah, golf is definitely my my warm weather pastime. And uh, outside of that, I've got two dogs. Those are my those. That's really those are the one they, they occupy the the rest of the time because they're both very very needy animals, as they should be. <laughs> as one would expect and now you mentioned golf do you i'm curious do you do mini golf or do you do like real full scale golf 
Um, well, we'll do both. My wife, my wife will play mini golf with me, but uh, I'll play. I, I'm a you know a 14 handicap, which means if I'm going out and playing on a regular golf course, I'm typically shooting. Uh, you know, if I'm playing well, I'm shooting you know somewhere in like the low 80s on a you know par 72 golf course, and you know sometimes better, sometimes worse. So lots of real oh, golf. Golf is a challenging game. <laughs> much like Des- much like Destiny PvP. I mean, it can be, but just like <laughs> anything, practice makes perfect. You know, I was I wasn't very good when I first started playing PvP, but you know, you just the more you play it, you just get used to like the movement, the maps, map orientation, and map awareness is very very important because you know where the choke points are and things like that. You know. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's um, it's definitely um, a very interesting um, sport. Um, I've really enjoyed doing mini golf. I've tried golfing, like in real life. When I guess mini golfing is still golfing, but it's not quite the same. But um, it's like looking at it, looking at mini at golfing from the distance. It doesn't appear to be as challenging until you actually do it. It looks so easy on TV. The pros, right? It's one of those games the pros make looks so easy. The, the first time mm-hmm. I went golfing, I think I had, like, my, my hands were almost bleeding because <laughs> of the uh, callus that I just haven't really built out. And um, definitely appreciate the sport and everything that it um, requires. Now, so how serious are you about golfing? Are you Are you, like... Um, do you participate in any tournaments? Do you um, do any professional level golfing, or is I'll it play. I'll, I'll just a uh, casual amateur golf. I'll go play on. You know, if I play, if I get out twenty times a year, um, you know, living in the Northeast, that's basically like once the weather gets kind of nice. You know, maybe starting in March all the way through up until about maybe October or November, if I can get out twenty to twenty five times, I'll be happy with the year. Um, you know, we'll play in uh, my friends and I will play in uh, some charity tournaments when we can, uh, just because they're usually fun. They're, they're a fun day out. Even even if you're not a, a good golfer, you know, if you if someone's running a tournament, those are always good days because you pay, you, you know, you pay one fee and you get to usually play at a nice course. You get food, drinks, there's prizes, you know, they'll have contests on uh you know, they'll have like closest to the pin contest on some of the par threes and longest drive contests, you know, sometimes a, a putting contest on the putting green where you can win some stuff. We actually did one last year for the first time that was uh, sponsored by White Claw at one of the courses here in New Jersey. And it was one of those ones where it was like, oh, this will be a lot of fun. But the the group that actually wins it at all of the different places they went to got to go play in like a, you know, a championship tournament up at Mohegan Sun that they were running at the end of the year where they brought like everybody that won one of their regional tournaments over there. So like, we thought that was cool, but we had no shot at winning that. So it was just a fun day out uh, in the end. That's that's, it sounds like a really fun time because when I went mini golfing, there was no food and there was nothing fancy like that. So I think I'm <laughs> going to the wrong golf courses. So we'll, we'll talk after the show for sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely get, keep you posted on those for sure. Absolutely. So I know that during your time in uh, Grand Truth, you had some pretty cool 
opportunities and experiences. And one of them was meeting Devrim K. So uh, I got to learn about that. So Devrim, uh, so what we, what we've had the opportunity, what we've done the last couple of years um, is we had the, uh, what we started doing last year, uh, and uh, this goes to a couple of our other admins, One Handed Bandit and Shua Verde, who've kind of done it for us the last couple of times. Uh, they they started with the releases for the DLC, getting a cameo uh, on release for us for uh, that we post in our Discord on release day of one of the Destiny voice actors, and it's always chock full of like all of our inside jokes and just really really cool. So we got to do one with. We got one with Debram K. Um, last year, we got one with Deborah Wilson, who voiced Savathun. That was really, really cool. And it's just, it's just, it's so funny and so awkward just try, hearing like these, you know, hearing these characters in, you know, in character, hearing these voice actors in character, just saying like all of this nonsense that we, that we drop in our, you know, our Discord all the time, like ban Pentad and, you know, Forbidden Truths, the worst clan the worst worst truth roster and all of that so it's always a good uh it's always a good a good laugh to kind of have a little extra fun right on dlc release day that's really awesome wow and do you have do you have a favorite that you've recorded um in terms of voice actors i I didn't know that you had multiple uh aside from devrims that's really cool yeah, uh, the Dever the Dever one was really good. The one Deborah Wilson did for us last year was awesome because she was full on in character as as Savathun the entire time. Like, and and you could see it on her face. Like, it wasn't just the voice; it was like the head motions, the facial emotion. She was like, Savathun. she was yeah, she was Savathun through and through for the entirety of the video, and it and it and it was a good sized video too. It was like five, six that. minutes of her in character, and we were like, "This is amazing!" Like she, she went full on, and and did this, did this amazing, amazing job for us. That is so freaking cool. Well, congrats to you on <laughs> on having that such such a cool little uh, feature for your clan. That's really awesome. It's always and fun when you get to meet the people, when you get to meet some people involved, like being able to attend some different, you know, you know, going to things like Guardian Con and GCX over the years, like just being able to meet some of the some of the VAs, um, you know, in 2019, uh, we met Morla, uh, who, you know, voice of Eris when she was there at, at Guardian Con and she was as nice as can be. And it's just, you know, it's just an awesome op- experience being able to just talk to people that you've you know listened to and just, you know, heard them, you know pour it out in in some of these voice lines in a video game and you know with how much you know we devote you know how much time we devote to the game and how much of our lives are spent around it it's just really cool meeting some of these people definitely and i'll tell you one thing morla's my favorite she should be (laughs) she's awesome i think that Eris Morn is probably one of my favorite characters after after Cade had passed. Um, I think she became my my favorite. So it's awesome that uh, you got to meet her. And speaking of Guardian Con and GCX, I know that we have a big event coming up this year. And I think we briefly talked about it earlier before the show. Um, but 
in terms of your favorite Guardian Con event, what would you say is your favorite um, Guardian Con that you've attended thus far? So I've, I've been to two in person. 2019 was the first time I went. And then last year in 2022, I think last year, because by my first time going, it was it was a really cool experience. Like I got to meet uh, I got to meet a bunch of creators the first time I went. Like I got to, you know, and have like real co- conversations with people that I've been watching for years. Like I you know got to meet Dado and Jez. Um, you know, I had a conversation with Cosmo and, and T-Rex and I was reminiscing about like, Oh my God, man. Like I watched when you guys got your, your first King's fall, when you guys got world's first in King's fall. And like, it still like sticks in my brain, like that clip of them, you know, killing Oryx the first time and just being able to reminisce about that stuff was really cool. Uh, but last year was really awesome because I felt like, all right, I'm, I'm not this like fly on the wall anymore. Like I know a lot of these creators and being able to just go up to people and like introduce myself and like talk to them. And it's like, Oh yeah. It's like, oh, hey, like, I know who you are like this. It was, you know, and being able to just, you know, have little have little chats and conversations. And one of our uh, other admins, Seth, who lives in Seattle, flew all the way to GCX last year because he wanted to go. So like getting to meet someone that I, you know, game with weekly that I've never met in person and then getting to spend the weekend with him and his wife was, you know, just a real awesome opportunity to be able to do something like that. So. You know, those events are really nice for being able to connect in person and just, you know, talk to people who you may have only interacted with through gaming or on Twitter and social media and discord and being able to have those like, you know, have some conversations, you know, have drinks, grab food and just, you know, laugh and do all this other fun stuff with was really cool. I had the same experience when I went to Guardian Con in 2016, when I got to meet uh, like Triple Rec there and I met like Fran Mirabella from uh, Fireteam Chat. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I believe uh, Corn, we got Cosmo. I, t- I had a conversation with Cosmo and uh, got his uh, name tag. We gave it the name tag to Corn. <laughs> Very name, cool. Name tag I still from the have event. that. I still yeah. have it. So. Was, was 2016 when it was still in the bar? Or are we going back that far with it? No, this was at the Expo Center in. Uh, okay. Yeah, in Tampa. Everything. So. But uh, yeah, because that was exactly. the, the bar was 2015. Okay, but, but yeah, 2016 <laughs> was the second year of the event, I believe. Yeah, and it was uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Was yeah, really it's, it's just time. you just you just have these random moments. Like we were, my buddy and I. We uh, speaking of golf, like my friend that came with me was not not is not a Destiny player, but I kind of convinced him because like I had bought the second ticket a while ago. My one friend couldn't really go because he's in the, he was in the middle of planning a wedding. And I, I asked him, I'm like, do you want to go to Florida for for the weekend? And he was like, can we golf? I was like, sure. Like, so we, we packed our clubs. We have our clubs one morning. We're going out to play the the course at where it is in Orlando. Now there's a course right at the hotel. So we're going out the first morning to play. And it's like I get in the elevator and Gathalian's in there. And I'm just like, oh, hey, what's up, man? Like, how are you doing? Like, just just chatting. I was like. He's like, you guys are going to play golf right now. I was like, yeah, it's, you know, it's at this time, it's like seven something in the morning. And he's like, oh, he's like, he won't get too bad for a little for a little while. You'll be good. And just like those random those random moments that are only going to happen, like when you have that at that in-person experience. I was yeah. just like, that's just one of those random things that's always going to stick with me. Like I'm in a, I'm in an elevator with with my golf clubs and I get to meet, you know, a, this creator that I've been watching for years. 
Yeah, and I had a full-on conversation with uh, Fran Mirabella for like 15 <laughs> minutes in the bar when I was <laughs> we were out that uh, night on the Saturday night. Did you get him drunk? Uh, no, no. He 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 was having a beer. <laughs> we we were we were sharing a beer, okay. and everything. Okay. But uh, yeah. yeah, Fran's a good guy. I you know I miss yeah. I miss Fire Chat. I really do. Yeah, that was a really good time. Those guys did a really good job with that show. Yeah, yeah the, the OGs like Jose Otero, yeah, for uh, Fran, um, yeah, yeah, there was, uh, yeah. So, I'm curious, uh, Woody, what is the most challenging thing that you've come across for yourself about running a community and a clan in Destiny Two? Um. I think that I think yeah I think uh, you guys could probably agree, and I know I know we've we've cut we chatted about it a little bit before. But it's like when you're starting this this group, and you're just like, how do you keep people around? And, and I know especially for us, like we like we don't have like that. There's not that content creator, that YouTuber, or that like that person that's like kind of the center of everything. And it's like, Oh yeah. Like the, everyone in the community is there because of that one person or that one thing or that one channel it's, you know, it's us, we're, we're people and finding ways to basically make it like, you know, what's, what separates us from everybody else that you're going to want to spend your time here and you're going to want to make friends here and you're going to want to game with the people that are here. Um, that was definitely a, you know, trying to trying to figure that out. And I, I think that if you're for us, at least it was, you know, we had good people in the community. We had people that others wanted to play with. And we tried to be as as helpful as we could, you know, when it came to doing stuff in game, like we ran scheduled Sherpas weekly for raids, like multiple nights a week. It would be like, all right, like. Hey, two people who, you know, hey, does it do it? Does anybody or any two people, you know, still need to clear in this, like, or want to learn how to do these mechanics or, you know, do this stuff and just giving people the, the ability to, you know, to be able to do that. And it's like, oh, hey, like, you know, the, the, these guys aren't like, oh, you need to know what to do to raid with us. You got, you know, we've, we've kind of brought in this welcoming group of people that have helped build up what we've, what we've wanted it to be and what we want to do around here. So that's always definitely a challenge is finding reasons for people to want to stick around for sure. I think the, the other thing on top of that is, and we, we joke around about is like the other challenging thing is that we're not Reddit. And I think sometimes people will treat discord channels as like, you know, like their, their Reddit posts when they want to vent or complain about something that we don't really have control over. And it, you know, sometimes sours the mood. It sometimes takes away from, you know, the, the, you know, the, everybody's kind of has to see other people complaining and then they want to chime in because they might not feel that way. And then you get these long text threads of just back and forth stuff where it's like, we can't really fix any of this stuff. People like we, we have no control over this. So trying to keep the, you know, the, con the criticism constructive without being detrimental to the vibe of the community is always a challenge as well. How do you give them an experience that's special? How do you make it so that everybody who's part of this feels like they're seen, heard, welcome, and has an experience they love? And, and that is always um, 
it becomes more of a challenge as you grow bigger because it's mm-hmm. like you come to realize Definitely. that you can't really give the attention to everybody. So at that point, there's a lot of leaderships and team building that that is involved that you aren't always prepared for. So I can very much um, appreciate the challenges there. I think a lot of people, especially with Destiny, because if you just look at how how many people are on you know, LFG apps or the LFG servers are like on Xbox with the the LFG post that that Xbox has native to it. Like there's people that are looking, always looking for people to play with that don't have that space. They don't have that, you know, that home. And we've really tried to create that for this community to kind of carve out a niche of like, hey, you know, you're you're a person that, you know, is looking for good people to hang out with, good people to talk about the game, whether you're you know, coming back to the game, whether you're just kind of picking it up for the first time or you're looking to do all of the end game stuff like we're here for you, trying to offer a little bit of everything so that everybody kind of ha- can can look at it and say, like, this is a place that I can, you know, that I can get down with. And this is the place that I want to be. Absolutely. Well, well said. And we've been playing Destiny 2 Lightfall for a couple months now. I'm curious, what are you enjoying the most about Destiny 2 Lightfall so far? Uh, definitely new subclass. Uh, Strand has, I think for a, lot, like for a lot of people, Strand has definitely been one of my favorite things to just, just to play around with. Um, I'm a died-in-the-wall warlock main, but I found myself playing a lot more Titan this season than I think I ever have before, just because that the Titan strand subclass with the, the, the abandoned leap exotic boots are just so much fun to play in PVE, whether I'm just kind of, you know, out doing stuff on Neomuna or even doing some end game stuff. Like I just enjoy how much of the, how much of that and, and kind of how much that subclass has been a lot of fun to play with. And just on top of that, a lot of the updates to the, to the other light subclasses, uh, the changes with the changes, some of the changes they've made just feel so nice to play in PVE where I'm really enjoying myself and really having fun just kind of going out and doing things. Whereas it doesn't feel like a chore, like, oh, I've got to go, I've got to, you know, run this and I need to use this subclass. It's like now I can just kind of play around with a lot of different things and still have a lot of fun with it. Definitely. I do like the, the Strand subclass. I, I do enjoy that. That is one of the things that I do enjoy about Lightfall, I would say. What about you, Shadow Price? What are you enjoying about Lightfall so far? Yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoy the Strand subclass, too. Like, I really like it in PvP, believe it or not, on my Hunter. Uh, the oh. movement capabilities is uh, outrageous and outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm flying all over the map. I'm getting to my spots quicker because I'm a sniper. So I'm like getting set up like a lot quicker to where I can set up for sniping before the enemy does everything. So I'm already anticipating somebody like being there and I'm ready. I'm like ready to, and then, you know, so, and then I'm ready to close in when I need to, to uh, get follow-ups. Like if it's like trials or something like that, but I mean, overall, I'm just enjoying, you know, just all the different options for, you know, the way we play the game and things like that. You know, just all the quality of life updates they've made, like when it comes to focusing, 
certain certain loots like with the the vanguard and the crucible vendor and you can literally just like farm almost anything you want like in the game you know you can, you can go for whatever you're you know you want you, you know there's a lot of things to chase right now i feel like which is good um, yes <laughs> not having umbral engrams in my postmaster is probably the nicest quality of life change oh now my because God. yes yes <laughs> the, the number of things i lost due to just umbral after umbral after umbral sacking up over, really, over the last I really year like what they did like a little counter in your inventory showing you how many engrams you have at all the vendors and things like that and it's not taking up your space like i think that's that that's huge that is absolutely huge um, one of the other things that yeah. kind of stuck out to me was uh going back to like when beyond light and stasis came out is that when with lightfall now especially like we have all of these strand weapons right off the bat like they didn't wait to kind of to, right. you know, to, to input yeah. them into the game. So it was like really nice to be able to let them complement each other with the subclasses and the weapons and having some of the artifact perks that enhance things like unraveling, unraveling rounds, being able to and making Quicksilver Storm have the, the strand catalyst right away that you get to turn into a strand weapon. It's been really nice to have the, have those right away to be able to play around with something different. Absolutely. You know, I would say for me, I've been really enjoying the um, the Lightfall campaign. I've been playing through that um, again, helping some friends out, get their completions done. And I, I got to say, like, they did a really good job with the campaign and the pacing and all the boss encounters and the environments. So uh, I almost feel like it was overshadowed by the weak story. Because it's part of the campaign, but I think that the legendary campaign was actually really well well done with uh, this expansion. Yeah, I definitely I've done two characters through legend. I shadow, I still haven't done the hunter, so I still have I can't talk about the hunter strand uh, just quite yet because I still haven't unlocked it. I've only seen what I've yeah, seen I've in, in gameplays. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> Do it, I've done it through two characters to unlock it on two characters, and it, it definitely feels like a good mix of challenging. I did major, I would say across two characters, majority of it solo, and then a couple of different, a couple of missions with you know a couple of people uh, to make things go just a little bit faster. So the difficulty is definitely there. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of when things are challenging but fair. Where if I play the right way in in end game, like I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to accomplish it. You know, I'm gonna be able to beat it. I'm smart about my positioning and I'm smart about my setup and how I you know how I use my abilities and how I take cover and when I shoot stuff. So it definitely added a good challenge for me. How do you feel about the Heist Battleground Grandmaster? <laughs> um, so with the so with with the baseball season right now, this is always when I'm the busiest. So I think I've only I think I only gave one real good attempt at it. And I felt it was I felt it was fair up until we got we made it to the boss on the first run I did with my uh, couple of friends. And it was it was slow. It was like it's very slow. The Grandmasters this season felt have felt very slow to just kind of progress through. Like it takes 15 minutes to get through, you know, to to get through that first door sometimes on the yeah. battleground um yeah. the the boss room is is definitely tough and you definitely have to, because there's just so many there's just a lack of lanes there's nowhere to just kind of be able to all right the ad spawned in i can take them out you have to 
there's no real cover in that no arena. Cover. You just yeah, you just gotta probably. move. Yeah, you just gotta move and move and move and move and move. So I'm hoping that this weekend I'll be able to to knock that one out. But I've done two so far. You know, in in the two weeks they've been out. We did Proving Grounds last week and I did Hypernet the other night just to to knock that one out and Hypernet wasn't too bad. Yeah. As a GM. Yeah, the last one I got is the uh the high battle grounds to guild my title. Okay, that one, that's the one I have left too. Yeah. Heist this. Battlegrounds. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. I feel like that nightfall is not very well balanced. And I think we talked about it a little while back before it was even a Grandmaster Nightfall before that was out this season. But I thought the normal Heist Battlegrounds Mars, it was just way too challenging. I think that the difficulty was just so much higher from any other Nightfall that it just, I, I think it wasn't well balanced. I, and and it's evident with Bungie having to essentially nerf some of the parts of that Nightfall because it was just way too difficult and, and not balanced. And, still, and it's still hard. And it's still it's hard still- difficult. It reminds me of the first time that they it reminds me of the first time that they brought in Grandmasters and they had to basically take all of the old strikes and turn them into Grandmaster Nightfalls. And like some of them, it it, it worked really well. But then I have like flashbacks to the Mars ones or uh, the uh, not the Mars ones, the Mercury ones and like Tree of Probabilities. And it was just like this. This is not meant to be a Grandmaster. Like there's there's nowhere to go. The ads are just right on top of you. And I've got to mm-hmm. I've got to I've got to use a sidearm and a sword. And that's those are the weapons that have champ that have uh, anti champ perks this season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was rough. Yeah, that's that's a um, great point. Now. How are you doing with your. uh gilded um conqueror title are you both um getting pretty close to getting that achievement or how are you guys doing yeah i just got the one uh ice battleground left to do and i want to complete it too because i believe mindbenders is the gun and it's going away if i'm not mistaken like uh I yeah think this be the last time you're gonna be able to get it for a bit and everything like the adept one so I want to add that to my collections. Not a shotgunner, like you know. Uh, I'm not a shotgun main because I I do snipe, but it'd be just nice to add to the collections. And you never know what's going to be good down the line. Right, right. But the exactly. way weapon tuning is, it's always good to have a uh, have a little bit of everything in the vault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've only gotten I've only gotten the two done so far, but. You know, very limited playtime these couple of weeks until pretty much once once the season's over, I get I get my free time back again. You said so, baseball. <laughs> so you like baseball? Yeah. yeah so I uh, so I you know played in high school and played in college. And then once I started teaching, nice. I've been coaching baseball since uh, 2012. Uh, so I, I coach high school baseball now and we'll be done sometime around Memorial Day weekend, which I think is right around when the new season starts. So. That's season awesome. of the deep i get i can dive right back into it do you have a favorite mlb team at all growing up around here i grew my dad was a yankees fan my mom was a yankees fan so it runs mm-hmm. in the blood to be a yankees fan 
Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I'm a Mets fan. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm, a, I'm also from New York. Uh, same as corn. So uh, that's <laughs> what I grew up. I'm Mets fan. Orange and blue. <laughs> I will say, because I, I went to school at Rutgers. So going to a Yankees game as a college kid was not very feasible. So we used to, it was, it was cheaper to get like $8 tickets to, you know, to Shea Stadium and then City Field when they opened City Field and yeah. take the train uh, to, New, to New York than it would, than it was to ever try and go to a Yankees game. So I ended up going yeah. to a lot of Mets games and a lot of Phillies games because a lot of my, my college friends were from South Jersey, right out, you know, the, the Cherry Hill, right outside of Philadelphia area. And we could, we could do the exact same thing. We'd take the train, t- take the SEPTA, you know, all the way down to Philadelphia, you know, go to the ballpark and dollar mm-hmm. dog nights, cheap tickets. And it was always, oh, you know, got to see a lot of baseball in college for that, doing it that way. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I remember um, many years ago, I had a summer job working at the Yankee Stadium. And I was like doing security. It was a very long time ago. <laughs> but we got to pretty much see all the players. I think I got to meet Derek Jeter once. Uh, and that was kind of cool because like he was in the, I think it was called the box. I'm not a big uh, baseball fan personally, but I I remember that experience. Um, and I thought that was really cool that I got to meet so many baseball players at that time. That's cool. So um, I'm curious, Woody, you've been through everything in Destiny. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite expansion in Destiny 2 so far? And why? In Destiny 2, I, I probably would have to say the year the year of Forsaken. Um, I think that I think that entire just because it felt like like I remember just being able there was so much to do and even though there was a lot of you know we got the i would i still think is one of the best campaigns we got in the forsaken campaign across all of the dlcs that was one of my one of my personal favorites to play and then everything we got afterwards you know that came with the the extra raid layers and i loved running scourge of the past i was actually kind of my scourge of the past was kind of my first foray into like meeting and and getting to play with like content creators that i that i'd been watching and following for for a while so right around that time was when i was like wow this is this is a lot of fun like this is these are really cool people like i want to play games with them and that was kind of when i first was took the leap into like hey like you know hey i'd love to play some time with you and it was a uh, you know that whole year just be you know was sticks out to me as being one of my favorite times in in destiny 2 I forgot that Scourge of the Past was that. So that was considered a raid layer. That was a raid layer. It almost was. I don't, like, I don't know if they called it like a raid, raid layer. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if they. I don't know if they called it that, but I always kind of thought of it as because you know three three encounters no, plus this, right. this, the sparrow portion. I think you're right because um, Forsaken had Last Wish, and Scourge of the Past came out what three months later. Yeah, it was that they that see? winter. Yeah. So and they were releasing raids on only a yearly cadence, like the actual full fledged raids, because we know Spire of Stars and Eater of Worlds were those were raid layers. Yeah. Yeah. Even though Spire of Stars just that oof, that thing was challenging. Spire of I, Stars. What still still one of my 
still one of my favorite raids because that was the still one of my favorite raid activities to do just because that was when I really started getting into um, doing like Sherpa helps and runs for like people that hadn't done any that hadn't done the raids. We would do a, you know, we would we would schedule one every Thursday, like pretty much once it came out, it was every Thursday we're doing we're doing this. We're doing Spire of Stars. If you haven't done it yet or you want to learn it, you know, feel free to jump in. I still remember one of the, you know, one of those just random things. There was a guy that was in our Discord at the time who was, uh, he lived in, he lived in Dubai. He was like a European transplant living in Dubai. So for him, it was like four o'clock, three o'clock in the morning when we were playing at like seven o'clock on the East Coast. And he was just like, he's like, man, I really want to do this, but it's like, it's such a weird time. He's like, you know what? Screw it. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to set an alarm. I'm going to get up at 3 a.m. so I can raid with you guys. And it was mm-hmm. it was one of the most fun times I we had. We we were laughing, we're joking. He's like he's raiding while the, while everyone else in his house is asleep, and he, before he's got to go to get up and go to work in the morning. Before he's got to go to work, and it's like things things that only happen <laughs> in Destiny. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Some things you can only experience in Destiny in this community, and I think that the raid experience is definitely one of those things where I haven't found a game where you can replicate a similar experience. Yeah. Agreed. This is truly unique about that. And now what about you shadow price? What was your favorite expansion in destiny two thus far? Uh, probably the witch queen. I feel like, um, really the witch queen. Yeah. Yeah, okay. the witch the witch queen felt really good. Um the story felt good. Like I really liked some of the environments. The raid Vow of the Disciple is beautiful. Mm-hmm. That raid that raid is really, really cool. And it's got really good weapons in it too. Um that I haven't seen to got yet. I mean I got some of them, <laughs> but I, I don't have the the linear fusion, which I want to get. Um and there's a couple others that I don't have, but I just that raid is like really, really pretty. Um, and I just like, you know, you got like the duality dungeon brought, you know, along with it. The seasons were good that were with Witch Queen, like Season of the Haunted and um, well, even Season of the Seraph. That was during Witch Queen and everything, too. Uh, so I, I felt like that was that was a really strong season. I mean, strong uh, expansion, I felt like uh, it just I don't know the game just it, the challenge was there too. the challenge, like for the legendary campaign was oh, yeah. that, that was definitely sure. there. I could not beat Sabathun on legendary like I had to throw in the towel. Remember. I had to like I say, OK, I'm just going to beat this on normal. I did everything else legendary. I could not beat Sabathun on legendary. <laughs> I remember vividly we spent quite a few nights uh, doing the Sabathun encounter. And yeah. we were getting wrecked uh, until we figured out a strat. But uh, yeah, it, it's, it was definitely a fun expansion. I think for me, it's, it's tough. It's a toss-up between the Forsaken expansion because I really enjoyed Forsaken. I think that campaign was very well done during that season during that year and i think all the content we got that year was actually quite fun um so it's between that and the witch queen for me 
but I really enjoyed both. So it's it's tough. It's like yeah, because how do you, you do know that? it's crazy because yeah, there was so much content we're forsaken. I mean, because like you said, you got Scourge of the Past. You even got um Crown of Sorrow. Crown of Sorrows. You got Menagerie. The Menagerie, yeah. You got the Zero of, Hour mission. A uh, lot of fan favorite yeah. activities. Yeah. There was so much stuff with Forsaken, so that's understandable that that would be a lot of people's favorite expansion. Some good moments. And I would say in terms of seasons, that's an easy one for me. Because uh, the season when they had the Menagerie, season of opulence. Yep. I think for me, I I probably played more Endgame content that season than I did ever. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that was a really special one for me too. Plus, like I was doing flawless Menagerie runs, and I was just doing the flawless raids. It felt good. It felt really good, and and the game was in a good place, in my opinion, during that time. So, um, definitely special moments there, and I, I hope that we um, get something similar to the Menagerie sometime in the future because I, I miss it. Yeah, definitely Menagerie definitely gave us a nice little mix of weapons to chase, you know, different activities, different challenging stuff with with the the harder level content of it. There was a lot there to enjoy. For sure. So what do you, who inspires you in Destiny and this community? Oh man. Oh, the, the list the list is very long. <laughs> um so the the first group I have to give a, I have to give props to is all of the other like admins and people that I work with at Clan Truth, because there's we have there's about 20 of us. And uh of the you know original people I started it with. You know, there's only really myself and one other person, you know, a couple other people that are still active and around and everybody else we've kind of brought in. So my, my the whole admin team over there, because they've really taken a lot of the, you know, the work weight off of my shoulders where I felt like early on I had to had to always be on. I had to always be responding to stuff, had to, you know, be, you know, helping people out with responding to conversations and doing things in game and that a lot of that has been taken off my shoulders. So that's always, that's been very, very helpful. Definitely makes life a lot easier having, having a, a solid team of people to, to be able to rely on. So I'm thankful for them and having them around to do that. Well said. Uh, the, there's a few, there's a few people that I've, you know, been, there's a few individuals and, and creators that I've, you know, basically feel like I'm, I'm, very happy for to see them all do so well successful you know be successful and feel like kind of embody you know the what people in the community really represent like the good parts of the community the helpful parts the the people that are there and you know playing this game and trying to make the trying to make every opportunity the best times um the first real creator i feel like i got close with was dan finity who i know just uh, just the other day you guys kind of spotlighted him on twitter uh He's, you know, been somebody that as far as, you know, the work he's done, like the community, the charity work he's he's done has definitely been an inspiration for me. I uh, I got the chance to start playing with him, uh, I guess, when I'm trying. All right, I'm going to I guess it was right before Shadow Keep. Was that when they sunset a lot of that stuff in Forsaken? Am I, do I have that timeline right or was it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So it was it was before Cross 
play. And he was helping people try and get Anarchy before Scourge of the Past was getting Sunset and you couldn't get it anymore. And he was he needed people that could help on Xbox because he had, you know, PC players and, and PlayStation players to play with, but didn't have Xbox people. So I was like, oh, I'm on Xbox. I play at the same time as you. And that was the first. And I think that, you know, that season when it was going away, I just would spend, you know, it was like one night a week. I would just help do clears on of Scourge of the Past checkpoints just to help people get, you know, try and get anarchy for, you know, those last, you know, couple of months right before the, before that season ended. Um, so just seeing like, you know, this guy's using, you know, using his, you know, his time and his platform to just help all of these people. And then all the the charity work and the community work he does, you know, in Indianapolis is, you know, definitely, uh, you know, very inspirational thing. Makes me want to do more good stuff like him. Yeah, I think Dan is a really awesome, awesome content creator and really, really amazing human being. A couple things that really stick out about Dan is his amazing work in podcasting. I remember when he was doing the Planet Destiny podcast and he had so much passion. He brought so much to the table. Always loved this game and this community. And I appreciate him specifically because there are groups out there and communities out there that are very, you know, close guarded. Like they don't let other people in. Mm-hmm. And Dan is not one of those people. Like with him, he gives content creators who are smaller opportunities where other content creators would not do the same. And I have so much respect for him for doing that and for being that um, positive figure in the community. Um, and he works really hard. You know, he, you could see the hard work he puts into all of his content. Uh, we've had him on as a guest several times, and he's been so awesome and gracious and um, really, really great person overall. Yeah, Dan has uh, recently within, I, I think this was only maybe a couple of months ago, I had to reach out to him because we had a community mm-hmm. issue uh, that I was and I was like, hey, man, I really could use your advice on something. And it was like a couple of days of just going back and forth where he was um helping me with you know how to kind of i was like hey like this is kind of the situation that's going on and just him him taking the time out of you know his his busy day his his schedule you know his schedule to you know make time for me was was you know going above and beyond to try and help me out with what what we were going through and what we were dealing with so i have endless amounts of respect for dan for sure absolutely and then you know the the one upside to being home a lot, you know, the last couple of years when we were in, you know, when I was even teaching, had to do a lot of teaching from home. Uh, the basically the first year, you know, for a chunk of 2020 and 2021, gave me an opportunity to, to you know, see more people that were on. You know, when I'm usually when I'm usually playing, I'm not watching Twitch, so I don't really get a chance to, you know, watch people that are on late at night because that's usually when I only have my gaming time. But in the mornings, if I'm like getting ready for work, I get throw a Twitch on and there were I got to see a lot of people that are, you know, EU and UK based people that I got to I've met and have gotten really close with like um, Pigeon and Chaps and Bonafide Hero. And 
you know, watching them and watching them be, you know, how they've, you know, kind of grown and all of them now make, you know, making Twitch partner now. And I know bonus, you know, go pushing for it now. Um, and just all the, all the work they've put in and just not giving up and, you know, building their communities from, you know, up from the, you know, from the ground up around themselves and, you know, the good people and the helpful people that they are. You know, it, it sticks out when it's, it's something for, I think it's a personal thing for me, but it's always stuck out to me when it's like, if I go into someone's chat when they're live, like they're busy, they have a lot of people, but I, you know, chaps was one of the first people where I would like, felt like genuinely would like ask me how my day was going and remembered things like days or even weeks after when you know if I had talked about something and I was like that's just you know a a person on a personal level like definitely you know connected and it's like this person really makes an effort to to get to know the people that are in his community and that that's really a you know a skill and a trade I try to you know I try to mimic and emulate myself that's definitely um admirable trait and um definitely really awesome creators that you had uh, mentioned so uh, thank you for sharing that and on that note what is next for you in your journey as a clan admin founder and as a destiny player and as a content creator what's what's next for you in your journey so I, I'm very I think I'm very happy with, you know, how I've kind of balanced everything with the balance I have now, you know, between, you know, running a community, building a community, you know, making time for myself to game. Um, the one thing I will still do sporadically is when I do stream and it is, you know, sporadic is is definitely the word for it um, is charity streams. So the last couple of years, I've tried to do a handful of charity efforts over the year, um, you know, over the course of the calendar year. Uh, Last year, well, every year, every year, really, for the last couple of years, I've done, I participated in St. Jude's Play Live fundraiser, as well as Bungie's Game to Give. Uh, Last year, I had the, um, the ability and the chance to get invited to the Guardian's Mental Health you know, streaming uh, group to help when they do charity streams. So I've been able to to help out with them as well. And I can say last year, uh, just from, you know, my fundraising efforts, we raised uh, almost $3,000 for uh, various charities uh, last year alone through, you know, different charity streams. And, you know, we're maze right around the corner. So I'll be back doing play live again, uh, starting in a couple of weeks, which I'm looking forward to. It'll be kind of the first time since really January that I've done any kind of content creation so looking forward to that um because that's always a good time we raise we raise good money we have some fun i paint myself with lots of very very hot sauces you know as incentives and we do some giveaways and all the good things we do to raise money for a good cause we can love that and congratulations on all of your efforts to to raise money and give back i think that's such a important and noble cause um and uh we appreciate all that you do in the community thank you i think it's something the destiny community definitely gets right when it comes to charities is i feel like a lot of people make very concerted efforts take the time out that they can and you know go above and beyond when it's when it's time for you know raising money for a good cause i feel like this community definitely gets it right absolutely very well said and thank you so much for sharing your journey with us 
on the podcast and sharing the story of Glan Truth and how you all came together. So awesome to hear how the group started and how you all had your humbled beginnings. So uh, it's really cool to see how you've grown and, and all the cool things that you're doing in the community. So thank you. Thank you. Much. Thank you guys for, for the taking the time. You know, we are, uh, we're on discord. We have a website, it's clantruth.com. And you know, anybody that's, you know, heard some things that they like and wants to come hang out and do some LFGs, you know, where to, where we can be found. Absolutely. Cool. And we'll definitely make sure to share your links in the show notes for this episode. And guardians, we have come to that time. We get to wrap things up for the evening. Thank you so much, Witty, for joining us tonight on the show. Such a pleasure to hang out and share your story and talk destiny to. Uh, before we let you go, where can the Guardians learn more about you and what you do? Uh, sure. Um, I'm on Twitter at WittyCafX. Uh, we also have a, a clan Twitter account that's uh, D2 underscore clan underscore truth. We apparently missed the boat on the D2 Clan Truth handle many, many years ago. Somebody already snagged that one, um, which, you know, a typical Twitter handle that's not used at all by anybody anymore, but we still can't get it. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at WittyCafX. You can find us uh, at Clan Truth uh, on, we have a website. It's uh, ClanTruth.com and over on Discord, uh, you can find us at Discord.gg slash Clan Truth. Very cool. And Shadow Price, what about you? Where can we learn more about you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at ShadowPrice79 and also on the Destiny Show podcast. Thank you very much. Very cool. And Guardians, you can find the Destiny Show podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on Amazon Music, and every major platform where you enjoy your favorite podcast. You can find us on the web at destinyshow.com. You can find us right over on Twitter at The Destiny Show. You can find us in the Destiny 2 community at discord.gg slash destiny2 community or destiny.show slash community. You can also find us. We're on Twitch every Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern and uh, right here. We're all over the place. We're in the tower always playing destiny 2 and guardians thank you so much for joining us tonight on the destiny show podcast we hope you have an amazing evening and we hope you enjoy destiny 2 go flawless go play some comp and get that bread guardians thank you for joining us tonight on the destiny show podcast have a good night and we will see you star side mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.